he was like cleaning this gun that I had never even seen before, like mm-hmm. just this like handgun. And I had not seen my dad cry like since my grandma's funeral. I just remember him saying like, I hope I never have to use this on another animal again. We used to be kids. Now we're not. Something happened in between. This is the Broken Youth Club. should tell me about your costume (laughs) (laughs) um yeah we decided very last minute to uh dress up at all because we got invited to um a little halloween party at our neighbor's house um and i thought it was going to be later and then it ended up being like i texted him i was like hey like is there anything we can bring (laughs) can you remind me what time it starts because ollie misplaced the invite and he was like, oh, yeah, we don't need anything. Um, starts at 2. And this is at like 11.45. I'm like, Whoops. oh, fuck. <laughs> to so, be fair, though, I wasn't necessarily planning on dressing up, which I which I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't planning on it either. But then we did that. And then you were like, hey, we should get something for the tonight, show tonight. Yeah, right now. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just decided to get a little gray sweatsuit make myself some mouse ears and yeah you put on some uh, red on your cheeks and your nose i did because i so much so that before we started recording i kept asking you should we re- are you okay yeah should we record because i it, it genuinely <laughs> looks like you're about to cry yeah well and i put like the white eyeliner on the lower lid and i think oh. that makes your eyes look like watery yeah too so yeah so we went to target <laughs> and i picked up a bow tie just a black bow tie. And I put on one of my hats, but like I flipped the bill up a little bit on the front. Mm-hmm. Got my sunglasses on. And then I got this super sweet. It's actually a women's jacket from Target. Um, it's like gold, really sparkly. Because uh, I'm trying to go as Rick Nielsen from uh, Cheap Trick. There you go. I think I'm pulling it off. Mine is the beard. He doesn't have a beard, but I'm not shaving that. Mm, yeah, no. <laughs> no costume worth is worth that for <laughs> me. Sorry. <laughs> that jacket reminds me of the um, the Christmas paper that we bought a couple years ago. Mm, yeah, and I was like, "Oh, it's so pretty, it's so great." But then you like take the plastic off, and you're like, "Oh fuck, this actually just like puts glitter everywhere." Yeah, I did not anticipate that that was going to leave glitter all over the place. Yeah, it's definitely. I'm leaving a trail. So when I'm done, oh here, yeah, I'm a very sparkly mouse. Like there's so yeah, much. That's just from taking a picture together. Yeah. So whoops, it's pretty crazy. Sorry. So it's okay. <laughs> I don't know if I'll actually wear this on Halloween though, like to trick or treat. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm, it's too cold. <laughs> I know. I just want to like, be wearing like multiple layers and none of them are costumes. Up. I wonder if it'll snow because my sister said they got a bunch of snow in Colorado mm. today. So I hope not. Who knows? But I think it's funny. Like when we first moved out here, you know, Halloween back home, I feel like is pretty legit. You it's know. A thing. Yeah, like we always like would go to the same part of town, and everybody pretty much was participating. Like you could bet on eighty percent of the houses handing out candy. And like our first year out here, I remember I was like, "What? Like mm-hmm. what? Where is everybody going? Because there's nobody doing it." And we like we live downtown. Yeah. So then like we had to try to find the neighborhoods, and even when it was like, "Oh, we found the good neighborhood," 
it was literally like 15 houses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how it goes now that we live in Washington. Um, because I've found out that there's a couple of good neighborhoods, but again, it's like, it just doesn't feel like it's, um, like as big of a thing out here, which is surprising. I wonder if we're just missing the spots. I know you said you heard that there was one spot that we go to for like donuts and stuff. Yeah. That we might try to hit up, but. Yeah. It's just like, I feel like in Spencer, you could go to like pretty much any street and there would be people hanging, handing out candy. So it's like, I don't understand. I don't know if it's because there doesn't seem to be like a central, like town square Mm. area. You know what I mean? It's like downtown yeah. is all the businesses but then there's that not like funny. a I didn't really think about that i wonder because i feel like a the square is a midwest thing i could be wrong yeah dude that I, is an interesting point yeah like the the courthouse in coeur d'alene yeah. is like in a totally random place behind the dmv mm-hmm. tucked away doesn't look like a fancy cool building at all like i have no idea where it is here yeah. it feels like yeah that like is such a sweet midwestern thing that i didn't realize was a midwestern mm-hmm. thing and it's like I'm. I didn't think I would miss it, yeah. but I actually do. It's really. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're. I'm sure it exists somewhere. Like, somewhere. I feel like you know what? I'm instantly thinking. I'm trying to relate it to like Halloween or something. Yeah. I just thought of Halloween Town. That had to have been filmed somewhere. That mm-hmm. had a square. Yeah. I feel like that was maybe East Coast or something. Yeah, I feel I like know. the East Coast does it up mm-hmm. for for Halloween. But definitely out here. I and now that you say it, I really haven't seen no. yeah. any like square related towns. Super lame. Yeah. I will say just Halloween in general. I don't know. Maybe it's like the sheen of being a kid that I felt like it was very, I don't know, vibrant when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Like you say, like every street had it truly felt like in the movies where every street, the every house was done up and everybody was doing their candies and you literally would go door to door to door to door. Yeah. And I don't know if less people are doing it or if it just didn't it didn't re- register like that as kids. Right. But now I feel like you got to go here and then like five houses down over to this one and then a street over to these two, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Feels be, lame. Yeah. Although I mean, at the same time, like we don't, well, we did it a couple of years when we were there on main street. Right. We enjoyed doing it. Handing out. Yeah. Well, we didn't hand out a ton because Ollie liked to trick or treat. And well, so we, we always wanted like, to go like in the, like, uh, the early part, but then we would stop and then we would go trick or treating once it started to get dark because we yeah. all of our candy would. Do you not remember that? Our yeah. first year, people were like, You're going to have to have a candy budget. And we're like, Okay. And then we went and we thought we got a lot. And we like, we were out within like a half hour, 45 minutes because it's yeah. such, I, yeah. Well, remember then I started going in the house and grabbing like <laughs> fucking mini muffins and packs of like gummies and stuff because i was like i don't know what else to give some christmas candy literally like the christmas peppermints yeah so lame but i was like i'm sorry i feel like i get excited for holidays every time like a new one comes yeah i really get excited to like want to get into the spirit of it but then the then life happens and time comes and i hear again this is the best costume outfit (laughs) I've put together in probably year. Well, that's not true. I did the Hubie one. Dude, that was really cute. That was really cute. That was really, really cute. I'm sorry. But before that, I like I didn't really. I always wanted to like, but I don't know. We'll have to post a picture of that. You and Ollie with Hubie Halloween. <laughs> that was so cute, actually. <laughs> yeah, you went as Mr. Lambert and I went as Hubie. Yeah. 
Major and then, Lambert. <laughs> and then you guys went to Scarywood together, and that was Ollie's first time at Scarywood. Which, yeah, was a uh, could have been a big disaster because I didn't know until you until we showed up at the gate that you're not allowed to have costumes. Yeah, because they don't want you blending with the actors, you know, right. or whatever. Yeah, but your guys' costumes were like obscure enough that it was yeah, fine. Because Ollie looked like basically, if you haven't seen Hubie Halloween, Mister Lambert is played by Steve Buscemi. And he has, it was like a leather jacket, just like a regular old man look with like the Kangol forward hat. Yeah. Like the golf hat. Yeah. And then Hubie, I had his outfit, was like a green jacket. Um, had, he had a thermos, his like Swiss army thermos yeah. that he always had. And then his his orange helmet. That was the yeah. thing I think with they the were With the little like, mirror. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot I had the mirror on it. Yes, yeah. I went there and had like the the bats drawn on it. Oh, I went. So yeah, I'll, we'll have to uh, scrape up that. Yeah, it was so cute. <laughs> but yeah, I think when I pulled it, they definitely gave me the mm, that helmet's like putting it into um, costume, costume territory. territory. But we're gonna let it slide, and they let us slide. Yeah, yeah. It's really fun though. That's a great like setup. Well, and Ollie like handled it better than I thought because on the website and everything it's like oh hey that we recommend this is for like 13 and up mm-hmm. and oliver was like eight yeah whenever you yeah. guys went um but handled it yeah yeah the only thing that really which is interesting now uh the only thing that got to ollie was there was uh, a person running around as chucky mm-hmm. and for what you know, i don't say for whatever reason the reason was ollie kept running away in terror and so yeah Chucky kept using that as an opportunity to continue to terrorize my child yeah but like <laughs> then we'd walk throughout the park and then we'd run into him again because he's you know going about and uh i think like three or four different times it scared the shit out of ollie i mean to tears at one oh, p- yeah. couple points there was one point where i almost wanted to be like hey like cut it out like i get it but you see what you're doing to this child because (laughs) there was one point where we were walking and and they had set up like a temporary um oh hay bale maze type of thing Mm -hmm. but you had to go through that to get through like 50 feet i remember that yeah Yeah. it's it's Mm -hmm. simple it's not too hard but it (laughs) chased him chased ollie into a corner and had nowhere to go and i just saw the fear of like oh uh-huh. And just right into the corner and just, just, uh, yeah, it was, I'm, I felt bad for the kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I have just recently gotten to a place where I can go into a haunted, like a haunted house or a haunted attraction, whatever. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't feel genuinely scared. It's like, it's just a lot of like jump scare or whatever. Yeah. Cause you know what they're, you know what's up. But like for a hot minute. Um, I think my sister maybe planted the idea in my brain of like, mm. no, but this would be the best way for someone to actually murder somebody, you know, or some like crazy person could uh, work one of these things and then like legitimately just start stabbing you and yeah. you would be screaming and everybody would think <laughs> it's part of the gag. And then you're just like dead. Yeah. You know, and that um, actually haunted me for a while. Yeah. <laughs> it was like I did not <laughs> like I would just bury my face in your back. But I also loved going because it was mm-hmm. like the atmosphere. Oh, I love it. I'll or like, go. yeah, I always loved a corn maze, even in the mm-hmm. moments of like, no, someone could really for sure kill me. Um, there was something about just like walking around and it's cold and 
I don't know. It's just like I really liked. We went in, co- uh, was it high school or college where we really went those few years? I think it was college. Yeah, we went to Hannah Haunted Acres. Yeah, yeah dude, Ooh, that, that really place fun. was so good. Good, good mazes. I liked how it was set up. It was like a, like the center of a cornfield, and then all the happening food stuff was like basically in the center, and then all 360 around you were these attractions. Uh, I love that play. We should go back next time. I know. Maybe we're next in- year, like for my birthday, we could uh, just go back to Indiana. Yeah. And then have like a weekend where we get to do haunted stuff and the kids can stay with uh, can family. Step it up and, and go to, was it Indie Scream Park? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see what's out Cause here. Because, dude, that's too. the thing, too. There really isn't anything out here as far oh, as like haunted there was, houses. There's not. I've, what's that? Not really. What are those billboards I've seen? Have you not seen those billboards? It's for Scarywood. No, there's something else I thought. I could be wrong. I think the main thing out here is Scarywood, which is great. It's a theme park out here that they convert into like a giant haunted attraction. Um, But just for like, just for the last weekend of September and then all of October and then it's done. So it's like kind of hard to get in. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times the last two weekends just totally sell out. So you can't even get tickets unless you buy early. Um. Yeah, I'm sad we didn't go this year. I really kind of wanted to. I mean, I I'm sure there's technically room for us still too, but is this the last weekend for it? Yeah. So I think it, and I don't know. Tomorrow. I don't know that it's open tomorrow. I don't know that they do mm. Sundays. Bummer. Um, but yeah, we should plan a trip and do that next year. Okay. Back home. I'd love that. Because yeah, between, it's like out here, there's not a lot of those. And then there's something, the pumpkin patches. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. The pumpkin patches out here, they have them. But like, <laughs> yeah, dude, when you're used to like uh what's that one called? Um, Lark. Lark Ranch. Yeah. Dude. That was fun. Man, if you're living in Indiana or any of the surrounding states and you're not making the trip to Lark Ranch, it is so good. Especially the one in like southern Indiana. Yeah. It is so freaking good. Yeah, it was fun. And we came out here. And I remember like Dan and Lindsay were like, oh, there's a great one. This is what it's called. We go every year. And we went and we we're like, this is lame. <laughs> yeah. We didn't tell them because no, like. It was all right. It was but okay. it was just. But not- it wasn't what we were used to for yeah. sure. Yeah. There was a roll off farms uh, like, what was that, six or seven hours away? Or we missed like our that. chance. But they closed down. It's done. That's the, that's the farm from Little People Big World. Yeah. I was really into that show Dude, for a long time oh my gosh so much. i just remember oh my gosh you're i don't think you remember this until the, just now uh <laughs> i don't know probably three or four years ago for my birthday or something you got me a handmade cake from amy do you remember that? I literally don't remember that. You don't that. remember that? That's funny. Yeah. Good for How do you me. I don't remember that. I don't know. Yeah, it was a it was a hand, like she did the icing and everything on top cuz she had her like little baking company. Yeah. After the divorce, I'm pretty sure. I I like vaguely remember do this. Remember, it was when we were living in the Main Street house. I feel like that was back when I had the brain power to do like really <laughs> thoughtful gifts. Yeah. I yeah. love to give a gift and mm. I feel like uh that was a good one. when the kids are like little, I just go brain dead. You know, it's like oh, I'm all of my focus and attention is on what they need. And then I'm so exhausted outside of that, that I just like don't have, cause I want to give like a thoughtful gift. I want people to like, think I really, you know, considered what they like. And sure. I typically don't even want ideas. Like I want to just know you and then go get something and know that you're going to like it. 
And look at me mm. ordering you a fucking cake from her. <laughs> Damn. Hell yeah. Handmade too. Yeah. I remember that. Um, and it had a card that she signed, which was fun. And then I got you that uh, that reel from like Pappy's Playtime or whatever. Oh my God. That was cool. One, you said it wrong, but two, yes. Oh, it's what's Pappy's it? Playland. Pappy Land. Uh, what did I say? Playtime? Yeah. Um, yeah. Or like Pappy, the video. Pappy drew it. Or like the video of Mr. Feeney. Like, hey, actually, it's right there. It I'll, is I'll right have there. to pull it down. It's a. Uh, before you move to that, yeah, if anybody doesn't know, Pappy Land was this show. I'm pretty sure it was like maybe on PBS or something yeah. like that. Very Bob Rossi, uh, where this dude, Pappy Drew it, would it was like a cross between Bob Ross and Pee Wee's Playhouse. It's kind of like you know, the, the shit all the shit talked like a big pencil and like the the couch and yada yada. But he would take you <clears> through this magical land. And in the first half of the episode, he would show you how to draw a scene. And it would be like a camera over the top, over his shoulder, down onto a piece of paper. And it's very like aesthetically pleasing to watch mm -hmm. him just. And the noises that would, you know, they would oh, record yeah. of the marker hitting the paper. Oh, I love it. And he would, and he had this kind of voice over the top. And he'd say, <laughs> we're going to put a little, little bit, a little eyeball there. Look <laughs> Oh, my God, I love Pappy. And he made it so fun. And the thing he did every episode is he would put, a, we're going to put a little shine right there on that nose. And he'd draw like a little circle and we'd come back to that shine. And it was like this, like, like this bow that he would tie up every drawing. Okay. So then he would go, you'd have your drawing. Yes. I'm You're very so excited. excited. I'm so excited that I remembered now. this. He would, <laughs> and then he would, um, so he'd finish like the line drawing. And then there would be some sort of like mid-show break where, you know, there'd be a lesson or whatever. Then you would come back and he would teach you how to color it. So you have your line drawing, then the coloring on the back end, and then that's where the shine comes. And he'd really teach you how to like, you know, use levels in your crayon. He would just use crayons. Yeah. But, you know, like darker on the edges and faded in. And like that's really, truly where I learned to like draw, draw. For the first time, I would say, you know, because I, I would watch Bob Ross. Yeah. But that was painting and mm -hmm. I would do that in my room. That was more laborious. But like Pappy, I literally would sit down before school every morning and watch that. And sometimes I draw, but sometimes I just watch. Yeah. I have confidently never seen that show. Mm -hmm. And then you, and then at the end you could, so you could send in your drawings. Mine never got aired, obviously, but because I would be bragging about it. Um <laughs> But yeah, you could send in and then they do this like digital like hall of drawings and then they'll feature like, you know, six or seven of them every episode of yeah. people, you know, from around the world. But man, that was such a, I don't know if they really make shows like that anymore. Maybe on like YouTube or something like, like individual creators, but like that, yeah. that production level of, um, yeah, it just felt like a public access TV with a with with money behind it i don't know yeah it's very nostalgic for me we'll have to look and see if it's on like amazon or something so we could uh watch it i'm sure it's or somewhere like youtube or if not whatever. we'll have to get a real player and <laughs> what is this one called hold on it is uh, pap, uh imagine imaginary space adventure i knew how to do a space <gasps> our kids love space yeah and he even drew a like, little rocket yeah, he drew a little rocket with his signature on it but it's like yeah it, it's the original I don't know what you call them, but it's like, I don't know, about eight inches. It's really heavy and has the tape on it. But that's it's the original reel that they would like put in the the player at the broadcast station to yeah. to run. So that is the tape. The it's a piece of history up there. Oh, my gosh, y'all. 
I think it's episode 430, 403, 403. Damn. Piece of history right there. Too bad it wasn't 420, almost. Oh my gosh. I didn't think about that. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Season finale. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Yeah. No, I, um, I've never seen that show, so we'll have to look into it. Yeah. Did you, uh, do you remember like when you stopped, uh, dressing up for Halloween to get back into the Halloween? Train? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Went on one of my sure tangents. Off the rails. Um, when I stopped, probably, that's a good question off the top of my head. Probably like um, uh, third or fourth grade, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember because I feel like in fifth grade, that's when I started to worry about like, being a little cool but like i was still a, obviously we talked about this ad nauseum I've, i was a nerd like truly mm-hmm. until i started dating you and even then some um but i feel like in f- yeah around fourth or fifth grade i started realizing hey i should not do this or i should dress a little differently or my glasses are you know yeah. i'm gonna switch from the wireframes to the thick ones or yeah i, I really remember it was shoes. And I think we've talked about this a little bit before, but my friends started getting like fucking Dada's. Remember those? Oh, yeah. Um, Mellows. Yeah. And uh, and one was really hot for a little bit. And and it's just, I, it's like that's when I started to notice kids uh, clinging on to a culture of some kind. You know, I didn't know yeah. what necessarily what it was, but you felt like, oh, those are the cool kids. These are, you know, these are the motocross kids. You know, everybody started yeah. to have their little niche. They weren't, we weren't just like kids anymore at that point. Starting can, to not be. I can confidently say the only shoes that I wore in seventh and eighth grade were Etnies. <laughs> yeah. And I had the tan ones that everybody had. Yeah, but then it's like I the also tan. Oh yeah. But then I also got these really cool ones at Valentine's Day that were like pink and then like red. It was like uh, red yeah, trim, yeah, yeah. red logo. Yeah. Dude, I wore the shit out of those shoes. Yeah, I had uh I had a skate shoe phase there for a little bit i had like those green and black osiris ones mm-hmm. those? oh yeah we I were had, dating at that point my first pair of shoes that i remember being like okay have i told this story here on yet i don't think so um i i used to ride dirt bikes um in in the woods with my brother and i'd get my dirt bike magazines and man that was i just wanted to be a professional rider so bad and so but we couldn't you know, afford the gear and all that stuff. And I remember when I got my very first, they were Alpine stars, my very first racing boots. They only lasted for like a year or two. Cause I was so little, mm-hmm. but I remember riding around in those being like, this feels so cool. <laughs> but, and I, I remember having my magazine and flipping about to the center. And there were these black and white DC shoes that Travis Pastrana was like advertising and it was like a spread, like a two page spread of the, it's like, mom, I have to have these shoes. And she ordered them for me. And they're the box. Actually, they're the, it's the, it's the shoe box that I keep all my like awards and shit in. Yeah. The yellow and black box. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That is the box that those shoes can. And so though that, that is like the first memory I have of saying, I want that from a magazine and then seeing them show up and like these are real like having that feeling of i can't believe i was looking that at that in a magazine and now i get to wear these to school that was like the cool i still can picture those shoes in my mind yeah um on the topic of like 
ordering things from magazines. I remember uh, we used to go over to my grandma and grandpa Bates's house and she would get those magazines in the mail that were like, it was truly just like a bunch of random shit. Uh, and we would sit down and like circle things that we wanted for Christmas. And then she oh, would yeah. like pick from that. Oh, I love circling um, shit. And I remember the thing that I really wanted was like a miniature locker. And she got one for me that has like my name on it. And we have it on the set. I get like, like little flowers on it. Yeah. But it has like a tiny little <laughs> mirror inside of it. And That's I was so like, cool keep earrings or like notes or whatever in there we'll have to photograph some of this shit because yeah. I, I, it's like i always forget we've put some cool stuff up here yeah i was thinking about that too um because somebody posted in the facebook page about um i think it was about something that uh someone had left them when they died it, it was like what that person wanted yeah, when yeah, their yeah. relative had passed. I think you remember that. Yeah. And I commented on it. This um, this dog on set is the only thing I wanted when my grandma Bates died mm-hmm. uh, because it was um, the plushie that I would sleep with whenever I would go to her house. Yeah. And even like... Oh, here, I'll get it. By the time that I was uh, 10, whenever I would go over there, like I had just kind of gotten to the place where it was like, oh, I'm like too cool to actually sleep with a plushie. But she like still always... Mm-hmm. Like had it on the bed yeah, waiting yeah. for me, you yeah. know. So it was the only thing I wanted. This guy here. Does it have a name? Did um, it have a name? Well, I called it Sam for a while because we oh, also yeah, had yeah. a sheepdog right. named Sam. Uh yeah. I don't know if that's why we also like got this. I don't I don't remember what the story is behind this guy. Hmm. Um but yeah, that was really sad. I remember so we had this sheepdog, um, and he was huge. And I don't even think that he was like super old, uh, but he just got like really, really lumpy and he was so massive. I mean, this thing had to weigh 180 pounds. I mean, big he was boy. big, um, but he had all these lumps on him. And then I remember I was like over at the neighbor's house and our dogs always would go over to the neighbors because the the neighbors across the street have like 80 acres. And so they've always like let us use that property and we would Mm -hmm. walk the dogs over there or just like go on hikes or whatever. And then my dad would always just help them with like anything they needed. Um, They were like grandparent age uh, while my parents were parent age, I Mm -hmm. guess. Um, And Sam and I were over there and he was like, not good. Uh, And he like, couldn't get up. He was in so much pain. He like, couldn't, he had laid down on like an incline And then he like his legs just weren't strong enough to like lift him up from that point. Yeah. Um, and so I like went over and gotten my dad and was like, "Hey, like Sam can't get up. I don't know what to do." And if and my dad came over and tried to like help get him up, and Sam wasn't a mean dog, but he like snapped at my dad. I think because it hurt him for my dad to try to like lift him up. So it was truly one of those things where it's like there's nothing we can do, you know. Uh, but my parents just like were not in a place financially um, to like call and have a vet come out to put Sam down. Yeah. <laughs> so um, my dad basically told me without telling me that I should like say my goodbyes and like leave. Yeah. So I did that and I was super sad because Sam was like my dog. My sister had a black lab. Sam was mine. Um, and I feel like I was in high school i feel like i was older uh because i feel like i i drove myself away from the house 
So maybe it was right before I started dating you. Man, I can't remember if it was right before or if it was right after, but I do remember you were still, it was still raw either way. I, I think it was like I, it fall been, time. So it, it might have been, been right. right before. Yeah. <laughs> but I still remember like, man. Yeah. I, don't, I can't remember if I actually met the dog. So maybe, I don't know. I'm don't sorry. Know. I'm busting up your story. Go ahead. Um, But so I left and then when I got home... Um, I walked in the door and my dad was sitting at the table <coughs> and he was like cleaning this gun that I had never even seen before. Like just this like handgun, I think. And he was crying and I had not seen my dad cry like since my grandma's funeral. He's just not a guy that like shows emotion like that. Sure. And he, I just remember him saying like, I hope I never have to use this on another animal again um because it just killed him yeah but it was like what do you do and you like you cannot afford to have a vet come out it was on the weekend so who even knows what like availability that would have been <coughs> god yeah. um but so sad and my parents uh the older they get the more like just really 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 attached to the dogs they've gotten yeah and so like Every dog that has passed since then has been like really difficult. Yeah, I remember. I mean, obviously, I was there for uh, Dexter. Yeah, Dexter left. That was. I think I was real tough for your dad. Dexter was awful. Yeah, it was. Uh, he was a little Jack Russell Terrier, uh, which my dad had always wanted a Jack Russell Terrier. Yeah. Um, but we had gone a handful of years without having dogs. Um, so we went to the pet store and they had Jack Russell's and they were so cute. And there was, of course, always, you know, the one that looks at you and like wants to interact with you or whatever. And so my mom said yes. And we like surprised my dad with this dog whenever he got home. And uh, my dad typically was not one that like wanted surprises, but um, he just like immediately was really drawn to this dog. Uh, and... I think we only ended up having Dexter for maybe four years. But I remember I was driving to my really? student. I was driving to my student teaching. So I was 21, 22. Yeah. Uh, I was driving to student teach one day in Indianapolis and my mom called me sobbing, sobbing that um, she had gotten up and to take the dogs out before she went to work. And, uh, Dexter had like run over to Jerry and Lucy's across the street. Um, and whenever he was coming back, a car just like flew down and hit him. Yeah. And I mean, just like immediately he was gone. Yeah. Um, and my mom felt terrible. And uh, I literally like I went to the school and went into the class. And then I told the teacher, I was like, hey, I actually have to leave. Like. Yeah. This is a big deal. Um, and my parents were so wrecked about it. Uh, I remember my dad telling me that he like had went up and like scrubbed the road to get the blood off of it because they go over there so often they didn't want to have to keep seeing it until it just like naturally washed away, you yeah, know? Yeah. Ugh. And then my dad would like, he buried Dexter like right at the, uh, right where the, the woods meets the backyard, you know, like I don't right. know what that's called. Yeah. The tree line. There it is. Um, 
And then my dad would like go down every morning and like literally talk to Dexter. Oh my God, dude. It makes me like, I just want to die even thinking about it. Because again, my dad's just like not an emotional guy like that, you know, like he just doesn't typically show that. And that, that dog was like so special. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I've seen him that broken up about like anything, mm-hmm. you know, cause I think that when, I mean, obviously when my grandma died, he was a wreck, but he didn't, I don't remember that, you know, he didn't like show a lot of that with us. Yeah. He obviously cried at the funeral, but outside of that, I think he like hid that from, at least from me. I don't remember that. Yeah. But man, it was like years where my dad was still going down there and mm-hmm. saying hi to Dexter and ugh, yeah. terrible. Yeah, I uh, I know I talked a little bit before about Gibson, yeah, and like having to having to bury him, and you know he was my, I mean he was really my first pet uh, that was like mine. Um, but before that, I'm trying to think of an animal that really wrecked me. Um, I, I remember we had a pug named Fancy, and I I loved her. She was just a yeah, just a. <laughs> You know, <laughs> love to cuddle with you, all, all the things. And my sister, I think she felt pretty bad because I like, I wasn't very gentle with it, but she definitely, she had let her out and she had got run down by the road, classic, gotten hit. And it was right before school. So then we had to like go to school and <clears throat> deal with that all day. Yeah. And I know that I, blamed her for it as a kid i was like you let her out like, <laughs> yeah. that fucking yeah. wrecked me i remember we had another dog um uh he was a german shepherd and uh <clears throat> he was darren's shop dog so he would go into the the mechanic shop and uh i remember yeah he he had gotten into antifreeze and oh, yeah that wasn't yes. a good one uh but yeah we lived down <clears throat> it was like in the woods, but there was a highway running like right through it. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of weird. So yeah. you were out in the middle of nowhere, but you would have a. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we live pretty close to that. And right at the foot of the driveway. Yeah. We'd have, I mean, we had several dogs get hit. I don't know. How how many of your dogs through the years? Cause you had um, some like as a young kid too. I know you had Jasmine, you had cats. Yeah. Well, and we always had like outdoor dogs. So I know that there must have been, I feel like I remember maybe a couple other dogs dying like that. Um, But my parents were always really weird about the dogs being out in the road. Like Mm they, uh, whenever the dogs would be like little puppies and they would be training them to be outside, they would really train them to like stay in our yard. Yeah. Um, or like only go over t- across the street if my parents were also walking across the street. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how many of their dogs got hit, but it was uh, definitely mm. not a good time when one of them did. I remember that. Sad <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Um, but in other news, I also did want to do a little... Um, update on my medicine situation because i know i touched base on that last week yeah um not going well not unfortunately which sucks because like mentally i feel a lot better 
but I feel like I'm starting to have like these physical um, side effects that I didn't feel before. And I don't know if it has to do with like upping the dose for a week and then going back to the original dose because it felt like the upped amount was too much. But like all this last week, uh, I'd had like the midday nausea, but I started to get really bad, like midday dizziness. Yeah. And at first I thought that it was, um, I had gotten one of those craft kits from Target that was like the, it's like the little like sticky gems and there's like fucking thousands of them that you just like. Those are cool. I've never, I had never seen any of those. Yeah. And it totally, um, is one of those things where I got it because it's essentially like a paint by numbers, but it's tiny little sticky gems instead. Cause I'm like not good at painting like small details like that. Paint by numbers is not fun for me. I love really detailed where I can like zoom in and really get into a detail of something and stick within like an inch for like an hour. Oh, I love that. Not me. Not I. That. Mm-mm. <laughs> that's um, what I wanted. Like as a, as an old man, I think that's like my, um, what do you call it? Like PS Dizzy Resistant? No, that's not right. No. What do you call it? Coup de gras? No, there's no. a French term for like, this is my masterpiece, uh, basically. And as, as I'm older, as an old man, I have two, actually. I want one, I want to have a, I want to uh, master the art of, on some level of sculpting. Yes. And I want to have a life-size sculpture <laughs> in plaster that I can afford to cast in bronze before I'm dead. Because mm. I saw that. Um, I'm getting off track, but I think it's worth it. Shut up. Um, I uh, Stanislaus Zukalski. I'm almost 100% sure that's how you pronounce it. He was this Polish sculptor. He was basically a state artist back in Poland um, before the war, during the war. Hitler had commissioned him to do a piece and so he did but he sent it to him and it was like a very offensive like Hitler in a tutu with a pug nose like that's the ballsiest thing I think yeah. anybody's ever done is like yeah I'm gonna paint you as a pig and send it to you <laughs> yeah. but anyway uh, th- there's a really great documentary by Leonardo DiCaprio on him where these people had found him and they he just happened to be living in the same town as them just an old man in a regular ass like one bedroom house and basically what had happened was all his shit had gotten destroyed in the bombings of the war and he had to flee came to america and so he had he gets really emotional about it but he has literally just some sketches and drawings of stuff but he has none of his actual sculptures because again they were demolished yeah um and he didn't have the money to like re cast his shit in bronze so he just had like some some basic shit around his house all the all that he could have yeah um but anyway that was his he was just some godlike sculptor and he could visualize every single detail and make it come out so yeah that that side a as an old man once i'm retired from everything i want to dedicate some time to actually learning how to sculpt because i feel like i've messed around with a lot of um you know, like drawing mediums, whether it's like painting or charcoal or pencil, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I've never really like sculpted. Same. We talked about wanting to get like a pottery wheel too. There's something about like clay and plaster that I am very interested in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that just sounds 
like amazing. And then, yeah, the one of my other things to get back to the original point, sorry, <laughs> is to I want to create like a massive piece. Like uh, I remember when I first saw Monet's uh, display. I haven't seen them. In, I've seen some in person, but not the giant ones like the water lilies or whatever, where you walk in and it's no kidding, like 50 feet long mm-hmm. by like eight feet tall, like just a massive piece of, you know, masterwork. So I want to have this giant piece someday, like 10, 12 feet long or something. But it's really, really detailed. And it takes me like five years to complete or something. Yeah. Like it's a piece that people look at and say, hey, what if if Logan was an artist, what could you point to? And it's like that one piece. Like that would be really cool, I think, to leave behind. Yeah. Sorry to take that on a very long, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, to get back to me... (laughs) I bought this thing, um, but I have like mm. actually not good eyesight and I just will not wear glasses because I'm stupid. I actually really like my glasses. But anyway, yeah. um, I thought that I was literally focusing so much on these little bitty uh, like gems, gems yeah. and like the number or the letters that like go with it. You know, I thought I was making myself dizzy. So then I just stopped doing that for a few days and then it was like, nope, still really fucking dizzy. Which is exactly what I was afraid of when I thought about getting on medicine in the first place because it's like, I don't know what this is going to do. And if it fucks with my head when I'm the only one home with our kids, what do I do? Like, that is an uncomfortable feeling. You're 30 minutes away. If I'm like, if I start fucking seizing or something, you know, like I was really fucking nervous about that. Um, And now it feels like that is what I'm living And um, I'm trying to drink more water to see if that helps, but it really isn't. And then I took it. I took my meds a little later today with the hope that maybe that would help. And then instead, I just got dizzy later. Um, The last two times it's happened, it's been while I'm driving. So then I have to pull over and like, yeah, you were going to go talk myself off the fucking ledge. Um, And it's just like, it's scary. I don't like it. And I messaged my provider and we're gonna like switch medication but she doesn't want me to like cold turkey stop the wellbutrin okay so she was like well you could take it down to like one pill instead of two until the new stuff comes but it's like i'm just nervous to even get on new stuff now like it now that i've experienced this part and like i've been having like some chest pain lately and i don't know if it's uh to do with the like massive um like knots I have in my back right now from continually sleeping really bad with the kids. You should go get that um, checked out, by the way. <clears throat> the knots or the chest pain? But, well, both, but <laughs> yeah, the knots. Because that that you can fix quick. Because yeah. uh, I don't yeah. think we've said before, you did go to the chiropractor. Like all last, last year. Last year, yeah. Because I have these um, these ribs that will like slip out of place, yeah. um, like consistently. And what was that from childbirth? Do they think or I is didn't it just, say? I don't know if it. I mean, I, they didn't say. Just from I mean, sleep, he yeah. thought he thought some of it had to do with the fact that I like how I was sleeping with the kids because I always sleep with like my arm up like this, and then mm. there's a kid tucked in here. Yeah. And he was like, "Well, that's not you know, that's not how you're supposed that's to sleep." Not good. Um, <laughs> And even though I'm not nursing anymore, I, we still just sleep like that because the kids want to be right up on me. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, and so then I'm like freaking myself out because I'm like, well, is the chest pain tied to like the fact that I just need adjusted really bad? Right. Or is the medicine causing some chest pain? And like, what the fuck does that mean if that's what it is? Like, I've been wearing my Apple Watch to like keep track of my blood pressure because that's yeah. been making me nervous. And I haven't ner- noticed anything from that. But um, But yeah, I'm just like, now it just makes me not want to take any medicine at all. I know, yeah. And then I'm like, could I just try to do other things that maybe would help me not feel like the mental sadness? Because I think if I had to choose between being worried about my physical health or my sad health, I'm going to, I don't want my body to feel like I'm going to have a heart attack when I'm like with the kids. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm feeling a little frustrated about it. Um, because I think that like right now, because I'm feeling mentally okay, it's like I'm telling myself that it's like okay to just come off of the medication, mm-hmm. but I don't want to come off of it and then just be like really fucking sad again. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> if anybody has any advice, <laughs> what do you think? Because I'm just like, oh. Are you, how are you feeling about your HERS provider versus... Um, attempting to look again at a local provider like someone you can talk to in person pros and cons right I mean like yeah uh, I would love to have one specific person that I'm talking to um, that I can kind of like uh, that would know me and get to know me and uh, you know been using the same person on hers no, it does not give you the same person. It's Every typically, time you write in, it's someone different? It's not. I mean, I have like three or four people okay. that I've talked to. Um, but Do like, you I think like to. That? No, I. Well, again, no, I don't like love that because it feels like these, these guys don't know me. You know, right. they're reading through the chat, I guess. Um, but I also think that, like, real. I mean, if I would go into a physical provider, like, they could do a whole workup on me, right? Like, these guys are just. I did the questionnaire and then they asked me, you know, yeah. um, but I also I'm planning on getting some blood work done soon anyway mm-hmm. um, for like a separate thing. And so we'll see how that goes. I mean, I had to get blood work done with the with all my pregnancies and that always was really normal. Like I've never had these big health scares um, outside yeah. of having some like high blood pressure uh, with Simon um, yeah. towards the end. Uh, but even that wasn't like crazy, you know, it wasn't like they were like really worried about it. Um, so I don't know. I'm just feeling a little, uh, beaten up right now, you know, like one thing finally starts to feel a little better. And then the other big important part is like, well, actually (laughs) I'm going to fuck you up for a minute. I'm sorry. But I also feel like, yeah, it's just, it's hard for me to plan a doctor's appointment Yeah, because for me to have a doctor's appointment, you have to be off work and you're so busy at work right now that like, it just doesn't feel like there's a good time for overlap on that. Um, so I don't know, but it's like a little scary and a little, it's a little scary and a lot uncomfortable. And I just don't really know what the right thing is for it. I think being open about it and being honest about how you're feeling and just continuing to communicate with me. Yeah. That, you know, like, like tonight you had a situation where you had to change plans a little bit because 
you didn't feel right about. Yeah, I started to feel like a, I felt like a dizzy spell coming on. Yeah. And I'm like driving. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, I should not drive to the thing that I want to do with Ollie. Yeah. Because Especially I don't, on the interstate, you know. And at night, you and know. Night. And it's like Halloween weekend. So like I don't want yeah. people to be like. Yeah. I feel like I really need to have a straight head on if I'm driving home at yeah. 10 o'clock on Halloween. Like, well, not Halloween, but Halloween weekend. Um, so, yeah. So, we ended up just turning around and coming home, which I felt bad about. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, really frustrating. Yeah. Well, just keep keep communicating and uh, we'll get it figured out. You know, I know not everybody gets it nailed on the first try or even second or fourth try or whatever you know yeah it takes it takes some some trying so i know just patience just feels like for this kind of stuff for me it's like yeah. uh i i'm leaning towards the one and done situation of like i tried one and i'm just gonna like now i just want to be done because i know because i'm the only one here you know, know. like i know i just cannot <clears throat> have something happen to me while I'm here with the littles, like it just feels like it's, I would rather be sad and be here with them than like feel like I can't get off the couch without fucking fainting, you know, like that's scary. Oh, so I don't know. Yeah. You saying that did remind me, man, what was this like? I don't know, maybe like four months, five, six months ago, something like that. We were, you had gone into, I don't know, probably Target, <laughs> if I'm being <laughs> honest. And uh, I was sitting in the car and I was in, uh, my seat was like slightly reclined back. The kids were in the back seat. <clears throat> and out of nowhere, I started having this like ultra ultra dizzy spell do you remember me i do and then my breathing got really labored my vision just totally went I, i've literally never experienced this before in my life or since and it felt like the closest thing i could <laughs> describe to it it's like if you if i just took a fuck ton of edibles and and just instead of it coming on over you know 45 to an hour it came on like that and it literally just like hit me and I just felt like immediately like stoned out of my mind to the point where I almost felt like I was starting to lose consciousness mm -hmm. and I started couldn't couldn't breathe and you had like opened the door right at the right time and like you could instantly tell some something something wasn't right yeah so much so I had you call your dad to confirm all the symptoms he had when he had his heart attack. Yeah. Because I I seriously thought, oh, oh no, I'm dying. Like I'm having a heart attack and that's what this feels like. Yeah. Like you're just like it was kind of painful in my chest. Yeah. And that's what started like really started freaking me out. Yeah. And it, it literally lasted like two, three minutes somewhere around there. Yeah. And then I slowly came back to and again, hasn't happened since. But it was so fucking bizarre. But it was like, yeah, this combination of really dizzy, kind of vertigo-y. Yeah. Everything. Um, you almost like when you pass out, when yeah. it, like everything just kind of yeah. starts to <sighs> out. When I remember my parents. So weird. My dad was like, if he's not in pain, it's not a heart attack. 
He was like, my heart attack fucking hurts. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. But then I think my mom shouted from the back. She's like, that sounds like a blood sugar thing. Has he eaten or whatever? And But I had. And That's I was the like, thing we just had. And like, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. That like We've never had I'd an issue like myself, that. Yeah. But then we called your mom on the way home, too, because your mom's an MP. Yeah. And she also was like, that <clears throat> sounds like a blood sugar thing. She was like, that sounds like you had like a, a very quick drop in yeah. your blood sugar or something like that. So scary. Because um, <laughs> I yeah, just dude, that didn't, freaked didn't me know out. what was going on. Well, like you're not somebody that ever wants to like go to the doctor or anything. Um, but there is actually an urgent care like in the same parking lot as that target that we were at. And I was like, yeah. do you want me to go to the urgent care? And you were like, maybe. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, he's serious. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like that shit's fucking terrifying, dude. No fun. <clears throat> I just don't. And again, it's like, I feel like my parents are so calm when I call them to ask about like a physical ailment that I'm having. And it's like, am I a panicked mess about it because of like all the shit you see where people like just drop dead, you know, like, is it too is information overload for me that I'm going to worry about this being a catastrophic event? Yeah. Um, Or like, did I just miss that part of health class where it's like, hey, a lot of these things are very easily explained and it's okay because I immediately go anytime that my. I feel like my heart's racing or I feel off or tonight I got like a headache that was very like in the back. Um, like where those kind of like two, I feel it's like, like the base of your skull. Yeah, dude. And I don't get a lot of headaches back there yeah. and it was so sharp and it felt almost like, um, almost like bruised, like even tender to even touch it. Mm. And I'm telling you like, Hey, I just need some time or whatever. But in my brain, I'm like, <clears throat> Is this like a like? Am I gonna have a stroke? Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, is that my anxious brain? And then like, if I come off of the medicine completely, is that gonna get worse? Am I gonna literally like worry myself into a, a fucking heart attack? Or yeah, you know, like this shit is fucking mean. Okay, I know yeah. it's so mean, and I'm so irritated that it just feels like another hard thing on top of a laundry list of hard things. Yeah. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. And I hate feeling like I am always in this state of like, not so much walking on eggshells, but it's like, I'm just waiting for like the next terrible thing to happen. Waiting for the shoe to drop. Is that the phrase? Yeah. So it's like, what then I'm like not experiencing any sort of like I don't want to say I'm not experiencing any joy because I am experiencing joy but I am not going a single day without feeling like whatever's going on with me is for sure not a simple thing it's yeah. like a big thing Um, and it feels like the medicine now has kind of kicked up physical stuff that I haven't ever really felt and it's like it makes me just want to stop altogether mm -hmm. because like especially the chest pain stuff I'm like I do not know if this is because I've, I'm have i just so out of whack uh, or if it like something is damaging something do you feel that talking about it like uh, consistently is helping at all 
Well, yeah, because otherwise I'm in my brain. So it's like, I don't mean to sound like a broken record with some of this stuff. And uh, sure. well, and I hate like, I hate that I feel like there's been this constant theme, it feels like, where it's like at least every other episode or every few episodes, I'm here with some like nerve wracking medical shit that's happening that's or point, mental though. shit. That's but it's like, point. if I don't talk about it, I feel like um, I will worry myself into like a giant ball. Like I will... Uh, just get to the place of like worst case scenario and I can't talk myself out of it. And then I don't want to tell you about it because then I don't want you to think that I also am like just dying. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I also have an anxious mother, so I can't, I can't yeah. always call her. Yeah. Um, I also have a, an anxious sister. And so I can't always call her and have her talk me off the ledge. Um, because I can tell that sometimes when I bring up concerns to them, it is like, well, yeah, maybe you should get that looked at. And it's like, but I don't even want to go get it looked at because if it is bad, I don't even want to know that. I don't want somebody to tell me that I'm actually just uh, knocking on death's door and I should enjoy the next couple of years because then I'm just going to be gone. Like I, but that's where my brain goes. But how yeah. like loony that like I can't just be, be okay to go to the doctor. Yeah. Like, I, uh, here's, here's some medical information about, I've never had a mammogram. I think I'm supposed to do those like, um, pretty regularly, uh, maybe like from high school on never had one. Never. You get them that early? I think you're supposed to get them pretty soon. Really? Yeah. Mm. Especially like. you have them basically. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, and especially because like breast cancer runs in my family. Like there've yeah, been a lot of yeah. women in my family that have had it. Never had one. Don't want to have one. Like that is a scary thing for me. Kind of a Schrodinger's. Uh, I've only gotten pap smears when I uh, am pregnant. It's like they have always, they always give me a pap smear when I'm pregnant. But outside of that, I think you're supposed to get those like kind of annually. Yeah. Don't, and I just, I just don't like, I just, well, don't, I, I also, Hey, <laughs> I though I need to get some shit done. I know I'm not technically due yet. I'm not old enough to like, I could have a colonoscopy, but uh, when I feel is like, it normally around like 40s? Yeah, but I feel like they're pushing more and more. Like men, es men especially should be getting them sooner. Yeah. But I think, I don't know why men especially. I don't know why women shouldn't also. I think probably all of us are Probably to because there's data. I would, I would guess there's data suggesting that there's shit that you can catch more maybe in your 30s than waiting till your 40s. Uh, and so maybe they're encouraging youngins like me to go in and try to catch shit earlier yeah you know? and for me i can totally understand the logic of catching it earlier because then it's is it's not as serious but it's like but also i don't even want to know that like i don't want to know if i have something you don't even if you could you could take care of it no really mm -mm. i wish well, okay. that there was a way without okay what about in like a instance we just found out someone we know has uh, skin cancer and but they're able to catch it because it's a certain kind yeah but if you just, just let that out. go you know what i mean wouldn't you want to find out okay listen i understand that i should want that okay. but what i want yeah is to realistically never go to the doctor but if i go to the doctor 
I want them to figure out what's wrong with me, but like, don't tell me and then lie to me about what treatment you're giving me. Tell me it's like, um, tell me you're just giving me like an extra vitamin to take because that's like what everybody's doing. Don't tell me that it's like, and then your hair's going to fall out. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's like, that's just like a weird side effect that some people have. This hurt. Yeah. yeah, No, no. um, I I don't think that exists. I need (laughs) Pretty sure there's a lot. There are like a ton of laws. I need somebody to lie to me. (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah. So you need to keep the cat inside the box. Lie to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I've been listening to um (laughs) a handful of podcasts that have been listening to like the or been reading off the "Am I the Asshole?" things or whatever, and um a lot of those instances, I want I would want someone to lie to me. Mm. Um. Like, a for instance, um, if you, I, I truly think, uh, if you had the girl that, um, in college, I had moved away. Here's a story. I had moved away, uh, because I had graduated mm-hmm. and there was a girl in one of your classes or no, she worked at like the post office or something. Right. Mm. Uh, anyway, you had befriended this girl and this guy, but then this, I was like, Logan, this girl likes you. And you're like, no, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. Well, then it turns out she did. And she like. Yeah. So I, I started my print business and I was printing shirts in the evenings. And then I would, at that point, I would just drop them off at the UPS store because it was easiest. And it was, yeah, it was usually her and this other guy. And they seemed kind of nerdy. And I was in this phase where I was really missing you. And I had like no friends anymore because I just quit the band. I was focusing like actually quitting the band was half focusing on the business that I had started, but also half I was having a real difficult time with some of my members. Uh, And so I didn't have any friends, like literally any friends at the time. And so I was getting really melancholy, I think is the word I would describe it with. Yeah. And so I kept walking into this place and these two, there was a third one every now and again, I think, but like not as often as it just those two. And they was like, they were always on the same shift or whatever. And uh, they would always talk about playing game and like having game nights with other friends and stuff. And they're like, oh, you should like, you should come. And I was like, ah, oh, maybe sometime. And they'd said it like a few times. And then I still never did, but I got invited to one. Um, but then it got canceled or something. But then we did like a, a dinner, like some sushi or whatever. But yeah, I genuinely was like, I'm just looking to have some friends, learn some, you know, just have some game nights and like fill my time until I get to see you again. Yeah. Because at that point you had, uh, where were you? I was. Yeah, yeah you were up north. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah, living yeah. up north. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And I, I did not believe at all. I yeah. genuinely didn't believe it, that she liked me because outside of you and like, I don't know. I just, I, I've always had a hard time truly believing that people were into me or thought I was attractive or funny or cool yeah. and like, you know, anything romantic like yeah. that. I just thought it was a joke. Yeah. Um, I think that like while you were trying to be like an honest, uh, were we engaged at that point? Yes. An honest fiance about it. Like, hey, yeah, actually this girl did like me and did like try to make a move on me. I would have rather you just never told me that. Oh. Like, I don't need to know. 
or like yeah because i did tell you because you did because yeah, she a, did make a move on you and and mm-hmm. a very like hey kate would never have to know it was that it was the one time we went out and that was yeah the, that was the i and then you never hung out with her again because you're like I'm not, i stopped going to that ups store yeah which yeah. listen you are a good man okay logan keith you are i love yeah. you very much i didn't need to know any of that because then it just like fuels this like mm. this uh other like I already, I, I know that people think you're attractive. I know that people think you're like a cool person. I don't need confirmation that anybody has made a move on it. Okay. I don't need it. Yeah. Uh, or <laughs> like the, the friend in high school that uh, made the comment about like, well, does it bother you that she's like a bigger girl? When again, at that time I was, I don't. I was bigger than my other friends, I guess. I was never a size two, but I was athletic. I was in good shape. I could have kicked that dude's ass, but still still could step up. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I know you were telling me in a way of like, hey, like I defended you in this. Mm. I don't even need to know. Lie lie to me. Don't tell me that part. Because in the long, in (sighs) in, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. And I know that like you're trying to be yeah. as honest and open as possible. And sometimes I just like literally don't need you to do that. You can just lie to me. Okay. And then we can move forward and you can just be like extra sweet or whatever. I need my doctors to lie to me and then just give me whatever treatment I need while also still lying to me. Let me think that I'm healthy. Let me think I'm good because I need to live in the in, in that delusion right now. Okay. Okay. We'll have to, if anybody knows a doctor willing to break their. Everyone keep lying to me. Okay. Isn't that what it's called? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Hippocratic? That sounds silly. I'm going to look this up now. HIPAA. (laughs) I just thought that. (laughs) Hippocratic. (laughs) Maybe it is. No, but like, uh, (laughs) hold on. (laughs) Hippocratic oath. Yeah, but it's not HIPAA. Like, that's like it's like a two eyes, I think. H I I P A. I don't know. It's different. What are you saying? Hippocratic. No, I, I was right when I Hippocr- said it the first right first time. Hippocrates, isn't that, isn't that his name? Yeah, whatever. Now we're going off the rails. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I was right. That's all we need to know. As I was right. Yes, I need everyone to lie to me and not tell me bad news because I'm already. Um, in a pool of bad news in my brain and I need everyone to lie to me I actually did just what was that did you just lie to me no (laughs) (laughs) hey weird I actually did just lie to you no I was just reading something where it was talking about the merits of you know essentially like white lies or whatever they're called uh it was like essentially okay would you lie um to a murderer to protect a family that he's looking for you know what i mean yeah like there's a i watched a really good video about a guy and i think you're he was doing what you're trying to get to yeah um where he was like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie but i also think that like i don't need to be truthful at any possible moment and his example of it was um a friend of mine was in a play uh, was really excited for me to come. I finally was able to come to it. <clears throat> I did not like the play. <laughs> um, I just, I just didn't like it. But when she comes to me after the show, What'd she's like, think? "Oh my god, what do you, th- what do you think?" 
His answer was, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to see you in your element. <laughs> yeah. It meant so much to me to get to do that. Yeah. Um, so like, thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah. Kind of thing like that. I didn't and like then it the was play, like, but I can comment on how much I enjoyed being here for you and supporting the night. And right. And then like, sure. you okay. can say later at a later point, hey, like, I know you asked me what I thought about the play. Like, but not in the moment to like ruin their. Yeah. It's like glimmer. later be like, hey, like, I actually, you know, like, I wanted to talk to you about the play, but I want to talk in the right time. Like, this is like, is now a good time for you to hear it. Like, and then it was a thing of like, you yeah, know. T- yeah, tell me. All right. It was dog shit. Yeah. You know, like, okay, listen. It's like you can be honest with people, but you need to also be thinking about when the time to be honest is. It's like having tact. Yeah. Just understanding there are ways to say the same thing uh, with less sting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, or like if um, if somebody was like, hey, does this dress make me look really fat? Or does this dress uh, make me just like not, is this not a very flattering look for me? Yeah. I don't need you to be like, yeah, no, it's not a good look. Yeah. Instead, you could say, well, I think that like the dress is really pretty, but I think that like this, I really love this dress on you. Or I really love this outfit. Or I really, like there's a way to kind of redirect without straight up saying you do not look good in this thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that like, I need somebody to figure out how to tactfully lie to me about anything that mm. could possibly be bad news right now. Okay. We'll figure that out. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> Can Great. I mention one thing that I did have written down? Okay. Um, is I was, so I, we had a, uh, just a little bonus we put on our Patreon and I was talking about right here. I have some like old CDs and I found a band CD where I was playing with this, they're huge now, but they were they're called Motionless and White. And so I ripped some of the, um, some of the live shit that we had when we played with them and some other people. And I was looking back on some of our old tour footage, which I have, you know, periodically throughout the years. Yeah, that was like eleven years ago now, something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, yeah, man, I just it hit me in a a different way than normally I, when I watch, I have this like nostalgia. It's like, Oh, that was fun. I remember doing that. And like you have this, um, Oh, because I was younger, it's going to suck. But then you watch it again. You're like, Oh, I, that was pretty good. I'm proud of like my younger self in a weird way. But this time it hit me of like, I started crying like pretty hard. Yeah. Cause I was like sitting there watching and I just had this thought of like, hey, man, at one point in this life, I was just a kid who scrounged up a little bit of money with a handful of other kids. We bought a bus. We bought music equipment. We fucking kind of figured it out. Got a name. Got a Facebook page. You know, all the things to like be a band. Mm-hmm. Dealt with. We were our own managers, so we dealt with fucking bookers and venues and all this shit. We put together little tours with other bands, and there was just this, uh, yes, nostalgia, but like a sad nostalgia of like, I think I told you were like, you could tell I was starting to kind of lose a little bit. Yeah. And so I literally just like went and opened the door and just like stood and looked out at 
you know, looked out at the yard and I was like, I just, I used to be a kid and Mm -hmm. it just hit me. I used to just get in a van and go to places I've never been. Well, it was short lived. It was only a couple years, but yeah, that, that the time of my life still is probably that I would, I would argue is one of my favorite things we would do. We were on, it was the. The corn fed metal bread tour with uh was it Reach for the Sky, Ironside. There was a couple other bands on that. Anyway, uh it was a Midwest tour and it was all little, you know, cities I'd never been. Champaign, Illinois was a really fun one. I remember we went down to like Louisville and over to Ohio. And, and what, you guys even did the whole like took showers in a car wash, didn't you? Took showers in a car wash. <laughs> we we popped by this church that they gave us like uh, gave us some shirts. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure and some waters and let us shower in their things. And they, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a hell of a time just being kids and just yeah, just doing it. Yeah, and looking back. There's so much that we did that I don't think we knew that we were doing in a sense of like, oh, we put together a solid like five song EP in a week. Hey, listen, it was good. It still is. It is. That's what I was saying. I'll listen back. I'll be like, damn, like we, we were just kids, but like this, I, this would still, I think, get on some sort of, you know, I don't know, whatever. Uh, But no, it was this sense of, um, yeah, just m- missing it, but also, yeah, I'm, n- I'm not going to get that back. That's yeah. a time that doesn't exist anymore. One of my favorite things was we, so that we had this 15 passenger like transit bus that we bought. Yeah, we bought it from the Rural Transit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, in Spencer. And it had uh, still the wheelchair lift on the side. And that came in super handy because our, equipment was heavy like our base cab was like six feet tall yeah <laughs> you know like the shit was heavy and not fun to lug around so it was easy just <laughs> we took the back half of that out like the seats out so that our equipment and stuff would sit back there and then we'd all sit in the middle to front and but we would keep a couple of the seats still in the back like on the floor detached and i remember Specifically, I'm pretty sure I mentioned Champagne because I remember there's a river that goes through there. And some guy was like, yeah, I know a spot. <laughs> we were like, okay. Cool. <laughs> but he did. And uh, it was like off the beaten path. And then we drove our, this was, this in hindsight is real stupid because we started to get into like Sandy area with a fucking transit bus in yeah. Illinois. Like mm-hmm. dumb. So, but we went down to the, like this beach area right off the shore, dug ourselves a little like fire pit and pulled out a couple of these seats, sat them down on the ground and just sat there for, I don't know, three or four hours after the show, yeah. you know, to two, three in the morning, just watch a couple boats go by, watch the city backdrop. And like, it was quiet, mm-hmm. man, such, I know if there's any of my band members listening, I know they know like in their hearts, like, yeah, that's a memorable, magical you put that down in my life book uh kind of night yeah. and yeah I'll, I'll remember those days for the rest of my life and i'm sure there will be other times where it hits me in a again another melancholy sad way but yeah it's just we're not kids anymore and you don't get these times back 
And so it really is, you know, I guess looping it back around to your, it's hard to live in the moment and not be constantly worried about this or that, or what's the next bad thing that's going to happen. Trust me, I, those are intrusive thoughts I always have as well, but I really do try to, I've occasionally, and I have been, I'd say last week or so trying to do that whole be here now thing and just enjoying the moment. I'll sing that. There's a Toto song called live for today. Just live for today. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll just loop that on my head. Tomorrow may never come. Uh, and just loop it. Feel, yeah. Feel a little better because it truly, I normally feel that like on a Sunday before I have to go back into work. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, cause I'll start thinking about work. I'll start. Yeah. Th- what do I have to start prepping on? And I'll have to be like, no, no, stop. Yeah. You do that on your drive into work. That's when you can start. Don't do it now. Live for today. Yeah. Tomorrow may never come. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, uh, I'm trying, trying to enjoy the days while they're here. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm looking forward to Christmas, uh, getting some of these. We, we, we did it. You know, we just got into this house this year. We, we put up some Halloween decorations, got our Halloween tree up. I feel pretty good about the amount of work we did there. You know, because I always think about, like, will our kids remember our efforts in that shit? Yeah. And, you know, looping back around to what I said in the beginning of the episode, like, I always want to. The season comes, and I'm like, oh, boy, we're going to get all the lights, all the decorations. Yeah. And then we either, A, do, and then don't get them up in the way that we want, and then yeah. we just have decorations for next year. Like, yeah. oh, here's a few candles we didn't get put out or whatever. Um. But I feel like, yeah, we did it a little bit this year. Obviously, this set a little bit. Yeah. But I, I do want to go, not overboard, but I, I want to change like the bulbs on the porch to be colored for Christmas yeah. and make sure we get our tree up at a good time, all that good stuff. Which, yeah. by the way, I should say, we did get our P.O. box. We, we're not sure of the actual box number. Yeah, I have to like take a piece of paper in. We've paid for the box. We have like... We've reserved one, but I have to take in like a piece of paper uh, to like prove my identity before they'll give me the, yeah. the actual like address fully. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to get a tree and we would love for anybody that wants to, to um, either like, we would love if they were like homemade um, just because I think that's like a sweet thing that we used to do as kids was like make ornaments for our trees. And yeah. I think that's like a cute thing to keep doing. Yeah. But we also know that people are busy and adults are busy. So even if you like just find an ornament that you think is really funny or cute or whatever. Yeah. Sign it still. Like sign on the bottom yeah. or something. We would love to just kind of have everyone send those into that P.O. box and then we're going to have a tree put yeah. up. And uh, we'll probably leave this set up until like Thanksgiving, right? Because it's like I'm, fall, whatever. Yeah. Because yeah. we know we know us. We leave Christmas stuff up until like the end of January. Like Yeah. And then we'll decorate for Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, I figured we'd leave this stuff up. Which, by the way, we—I don't think we actually properly explained for because this is the first time we're mentioning it on the show. If you're not in our Facebook group, oh, this past week, yeah, I had a had a fun little idea uh, while we were we saw that some Christmas shit was out at Target. Yes, right? Isn't that the store we go to all the time? All the time. <laughs> I was trying to think it was another store, and, I, and, and me say, thinking that I was like, no, it was absolutely definitely Target. for sure Target. Yep. But then I had this good idea of like, okay, 
I want to get some set, you know, set decoration for the the podcast. And then it hit me. Well, what if we got a couple tree? Like I'm thinking getting a tree for right here next to me because I can remove all these drums. That's like a good. You can see it. That's a good shape for a tree right here. Yeah, and you can get a, a, most of it. Yeah. And then maybe back here getting like another small one. I don't know. Maybe two or three on this set. And then, yeah, having you guys send in individual, just one, but individual ornaments to our P.O. box. Yeah. So that, uh, I don't, we'll pick a date, but I'm feeling, do you want to like do it around Thanksgiving? Something like that? Yeah. Maybe the show after Thanksgiving or something. Yeah. But, and then I saw somebody comment on it and they were like, oh, maybe I'll just wait until that yeah. day and then I'll put my tree up yeah. while I'm like, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna that we're gonna pick a day uh, towards the end of November or the very beginning of December. I don't want to do it much later than that. It'll be the end of November. Okay. Yeah, we're like those. We're like they're those people. Our Christmas tree will be up next weekend <clears throat> in our house upstairs. Well, the Halloween one already is. We just got to take those down. Yeah, it's Halloween on Tuesday, and then it's Christmas season. Correct. So next yeah. weekend, <laughs> Christmas in this house. Yeah. This set will. But stay we'll a pick. We'll pick a day, and then we'll do a live stream in here. And open um, everybody's and ornaments. We'll just open yeah. all the ornaments and then we'll hang them up on the. We'll put, I don't know, just some music on or something. Some and, Christmas music, done. Yeah, of course. And then, yeah, if you. We'll, we'll announce that this week. Um, so yes. this was coming out on Tuesday. So we will announce on Patreon, I guess, this week. And then we'll put in the group as well on socials um, what day we decide. And then, yeah, if you. I don't know when everybody else normally puts their tree. What is that? What is there a tradition? That I'm missing out on because we, in my family, I feel like it was typically when we gathered for Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, that's when we would do it too. Like at my grandparents' house, they would we would all eat and then we would okay bring the tree down, um, and then we would typically do it that same like that weekend after Thanksgiving um, in our home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You and I have always been the people to put it up like. Uh, right after Halloween. Yeah, I think that's usually fueled been by a, depression, though. Like, there's been a couple of years. <laughs> waiting here. <laughs> there's been a couple of years where it's went up before Halloween. Yeah. Uh, because we just like, I like the... The, the ambience of the, the room. of yeah. a Christmas tree. And that's why last year, I was like, Logan, I love this Christmas tree so much. And I love yeah. how like warm it makes the living room feel. Let's just leave it up forever. Yeah. And so then we did, but we took the Christmas ornaments off of it. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, we should buy ornaments for other parts of the year so that mm-hmm. it's not just a plain empty tree. Yeah. I love it. I love a Christmas tree. Me too. I think we'll get... Um, we're gonna... I also love Christmas lights. I wish people would just leave Christmas lights up year round. That's why we have porch lights. Like, yeah. Kind of, I mean, they're basically, that's what it is. I know, but I bulbs. want everybody to have it. Yeah. Because the people that go all out at Christmas, I'm like, y'all are putting so much work in, just leave it up. <laughs> Let me look at it all the time forever. Well, they do. Around here, I, you've seen those people, they'll do the permanent installations. Oh, those are which so those, like, freaking cool. They're so expensive. Yeah. If I thought that we were for sure, no matter what, going to live in this house for the rest of our lives until we die. Yeah. I would put it on a credit card. Like, yeah. oh my God. Cause they're so cool. And like yeah. I saw, um, I can't remember what the, like what the company is called, what the brand is, Yeah, but they have like an app and then, um, they'll have these like theme packs and they had like a Barbie theme pack <laughs> and really? then it was, yes. And so then like you could click on it and all of the lights would turn pink. And then they had one that like strobed through, um, for like the Kenna, like I'm, I'm Kenna for whatever, whatever that song was called. The Ken, Ken Ken's song. Oh, 
strobed through for that and like it's so cool it, yeah. like, it just has all these different like theme packs for different times of the year yeah. or for different things that are going on mm-hmm. uh pop culturally i'll say for a while we went through um i feel like like a very classy christmas like we were getting like um uh, it's almost like uh, sophisticated, like the all white. Yeah, and then yeah. like the like the what are those like yarny balls that we had? They were like cool, but they were like crocheted almost. Yeah, they were like knit. Um, yeah, very like balls. magazine Christmas is what we yeah. were going for. I I'm kind of tired of that. I feel I like you are too. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going back like color. Bulbs. We're going back to colored bulbs. We're gonna do ornaments with the kids this year. Yeah. We have ornaments from Target that we buy that I love. Um, Target has some fire ones out this year. Mm-hmm. They're like fairy tale creatures. They also have those like flocked ceramic ones. Those are really cool. Yeah, those are sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so but we yeah, already got some, but we haven't gotten all of it. But even with the Halloween, when like we decorate it, get the picture. But Simon, at this point, he'll, he'll Simon's like up. a cat. Like the total bottom <laughs> third of the tree is just wrecked. But you that's know? like I'm kind of embracing that because if I'm being honest, this this is probably the last year that'll happen. Yeah, I want to make like paper chains for the yeah. windows and just like hang I up think paper we're going chains. Like kind of DIY, yeah, and a little more nostalgic. This I want year. the kids to feel like they get to have a part in the decorating. Mm-hmm. I still obviously want like, well. I want you to have ultimate control at the end of it because you're so good at making things look good, even if it's a bunch of like silly things. Yeah. Um, but I do want the kids to feel like they get to take some ownership in and what the tree looks like. And yeah. um, I'm super excited. I hope that the weather holds out for us. Um, but this year, my sister is planning on coming here for Christmas with her yeah. husband, Saichin. And Saichin hasn't had... Um, a Christmas in the States yeah. with kids. Um, Sachin's been here since college. So I think he's been in the States for like, I don't know, 10 yeah. or 12, 15 years. But he something hasn't like had that. like a but he hasn't, Christmas morning. He hasn't had a Christmas morning in a house that has kids in it. Yeah. So it's like he hasn't had like that kind of like magical holiday experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they man, were gonna, I hope it snows. They were going to come. It's almost... Every year we've lived out here, it has snowed on Christmas Eve. It is so magical. Yeah. Um, we want to do like the gingerbread house. We always do gingerbread houses and cookies and all of that. We're going to do it up. Like We're going to do it up if Jen and Sajin make be damned. it. Yeah. <laughs> Not in this house. Once okay? the snow gets here, though, I'm oddly like, I do feel it's, it's the dreariness before the snow. I know. I think that gets to me. I know. But the snow is just like. And then when our deer come back, oh, it's so I just, cozy. I just came mm-hmm. across one of my videos today where I was feeding the corn and then I, I kind of pulled the camera up and there's like eight, the, nine deer. Yeah, we have so, <laughs> we have so many deer. We have so many turkeys Yeah, right now. All the squirrels are loving the amount of corn we're putting out. Like mm-hmm. it's just like a little winter wonderland. Yeah. So, and like now that we have a couple of things that we need to finish uh, in the house to like really feel like we have unpacked completely and we are full out fucking living here and using all the space. Yeah. But I think that once we have all of that done, like that'll be so great. Mm-hmm. So that's where I feel like I could just also come off the medicine because we feel like we have all these things. And I was so sad coming into the year about just like where we were at and what we were doing. And, um, and mm. I don't know, we'll see, you know, yeah. obviously I'm not trying to, yeah, validate your 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah I get you. Um, but yeah. yeah. Also, a quick update before we wrap up. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe I've mentioned on here about homeschooling Oliver um, because mm. uh, I had talked about like that being a really like anxiety fueled <laughs> decision that we made. Um, it's like a hybrid homeschool. Yeah. And then this year, Ollie's in like a hybrid homeschool thing. So supposed to go to physical school or has the option to go to physical school on Wednesdays. Um, otherwise, we got curriculum from the school and we do school at home. Um, Oliver has uh, literally all year since we started um, will groan and whine and grumble um, at every lesson every day. Mm -hmm. So it's like multiple times a day, every day. And then it took up until like mid-October before we actually got the official curriculum from school. Um, so for the first month, we start school um, like the week after Labor Day out here. So for that like month, um, I was doing curriculum that I had like pulled from online. And then I was using like Saxon math books yeah. uh, that I had bought. So we were still doing school, but not like the official school curriculum. Now that we have that, it's gotten worse. Mm -hmm. um, Oliver is just so... I mean, it's just like nonstop, like um, loud whining. Yeah. Um, and we hit a place last week. Um, like I said, Ollie has the option to go to school, physical school on Wednesdays, which we wanted Ollie to do so that they could have that interaction with other kids. But also because there are certain subjects that I just don't want to grade Oliver's work. Um, I... I do not want to be the mom that reads their story and says, you need to fix this and this. I mm -hmm. want to be able to read it and say, this story is incredible. Yeah. Um, because Oliver, um, when they take their time in writing a creative story or like following a creative prompt, uh, they always have really great plot lines or really funny answers <clears throat> or whatever. But like <coughs> also is very much, a nine-year-old in the way that they can rush through and they don't have like, you know, proper paragraph structure or their uh, punctuation isn't always right. Um, like, you know, yeah. Ollie hasn't like mastered the art of commas, you know, like, yeah. Um, and I do not, I want to be able to just like praise Ollie's work in that way. I don't mm -hmm. want to be criticizing. So it's like, I spoke to their teacher and was like, Hey, I, just would like for you to do that part. Mm -hmm. um, and Oliver has grumbled every single Wednesday yeah. about going into school. To be fair, we're we're struggling with Oliver right now, just in general, grumbling about mm, in general, everything. So argumentative, every so just like rude. Like the tone Ollie uses a lot is so just like rude from the jump. Yeah. Like why? You got to approach me in that way. Um, but this last Wednesday, um, we didn't go to physical school <coughs> Yeah, because no. Ollie didn't want to. Uh, they were having a Halloween party. And so Oliver had it in their brain that it was like, well, it's not even going to be Most like, school. I'm not even going to do schoolwork. So like, why do I have to go in? Yeah. I would rather stay home. And I think it's hard for Ollie. And I try to be understanding in the way of like, I know that there are easily right away 10 other things in this home that you would rather be doing than schoolwork. 
And I think that's where our problem is. Ollie is so worried about doing the things Ollie wants to do in Ollie's home that they don't want to do the schoolwork. Whereas if they were in physical school, your options are to do the schoolwork or go to the principal's office and be embarrassed in that way. Um, You can't go home. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't play your video games. You can't go in your room and chill. You can't whatever. So I let Ollie stay home and got the workout. I let Oliver pick the subject that we were going to do. I was like, hey, we got to do this and this today. Which one you want to do? Ollie picks. And then immediately is so upset about the assignment. And it's like the assignment is literally to look up what all of the state quarters look like and then do like a rough sketch of what the back of those quarters look like. And then if there are any words on it, uh, you write the words and it, the whole unit is about like learning all of the states and capitals and where they are in the map and whatever. But this was just like the activity for the day. Oliver was so upset that they had to look up all of the quarters, uh, was so upset that they had to do all of the drawings. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, literally put in your headphones and just like chill, get your color, pen- your color pencils out. You like drawing. You can do stick figures. I don't care. It doesn't have to be like. fucking exact replica but like you have to do this this is what the school has sent this is what you have to do today oliver cried whined i took video and sent it to you oh i was so mad and i was like (coughs) i've been telling ollie the last couple weeks like if you're going to grumble every time we sit down to do schoolwork i'm just gonna send you back to school Mm -hmm. because at this point now i'm not as anxiety fueled um, as far as being afraid for you to be in, in school, I still, obviously, I think every parent in America that sends their kids to school has that bit of like anxiety when doing it, but I'm not fueled by that to the point of that's not, not that's keeping me from sending Oliver to school. Yeah. Um, I wish that Oliver could handle being home and homeschooling because realistically ollie is such a quick learner we could get all of the schoolwork for the week done in three days so then ollie gets to like be a kid four days out of the week and only has to do school the other three but i think oliver is just not um to the place where they can do that yet yeah um and so then i told ollie like we're i'm just gonna call the school and said you like we're just gonna go back to full-time school like i can't do this with you anymore yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um and then it was like full come on glue. Total mm-hmm. meltdown. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. Like <laughs> just I mean, you would have thought I had like broken everything that Oliver loved. Mm-hmm. Um and as a parent, you feel terrible when you get your kid to that place of being that upset. But like also as a parent and as a person, yeah. You're like, you have pushed me to this place. Yeah. You cannot handle this. You've shown me over and over again you can't handle it. I have asked you and warned you over and over again. I can't keep doing it. It's driving me fucking crazy. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like at this point, it's... <coughs> I'm so annoyed that I keep coughing. Yeah. Um. I feel like it is affecting our relationship where like I'm getting on to you mm-hmm. all fucking day. Yeah. And so then it's like, 
I feel like whenever you get home, I need to get out of here and I need to very specifically get away from Ollie. Yeah. And I don't want to feel like that. You know, like that doesn't, and I don't yeah. want Ollie to feel like I don't want to be around them, but sometimes I don't want to be around them because they have like yeah. pushed all of my buttons all day. And I yeah. just don't, I feel like ultimately it's like all of the good things that could come from homeschool um, are being <coughs> shut down by like, I think this is negatively affecting our relationship. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's the most important thing to me mm -hmm. that Ollie and I have a good relationship. And it's Especially just not because we're going to have, you're going to have one with Arlo and Simon that in one way or the other, our, uh, Oliver will still benchmark against, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, at some point in life. But. Yeah. And so it's just like, I think it's just not, it's unfortunately, I don't think it's going to work out. Um, and that sucks. I have a hard time with that on the aspect of it feeling like I wanted to do something and then like failed at it. There's like that aspect of it. The homeschooling um, part, yeah. That I don't love. Um, I don't like that I that we gave Ollie this thing and now we're going to take it away. Yeah, um, that makes me feel bad. But well, I think it's I also think, like yeah. all like Ollie did this. You know, like I can only try so hard. Yeah. But like, if you're not going to do the work, like you have to go to school. Mm -hmm. I also can't like let you potentially put yourself in a place where you're like behind. Yeah, going into next year. Because Ollie's so smart and yeah. so ahead right now, I would feel awful Yeah, if we went into sixth grade and then Ollie like flat out didn't know how to do some stuff mm -hmm. because they had whined their way through it. That's what I'm worried. That's part of what I'm worried about. And then like didn't actually retain any of the stuff mm -hmm. because they were like, could Ollie actually tell me what any of those quarters look like at this point? Yeah. No, because mm -hmm. Oliver just bitched and moaned the whole fucking yeah. lesson. Yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think we should wrap this up. I actually do have some more thoughts on this. So if you're okay, we've been doing, um, uh, we have a couple mini-sodes now. I think it's just something that we're going to start doing. Um, uh, at the end of episodes, we'll basically, we'll sign off and we'll just keep going for like another 15 or 20 or so. <laughs> and uh, um, so, yeah, that's on our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Broken Youth Club podcast. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, we have our, We've set it up on Spotify now, so you can have that all linked up to where you can listen to your premium stuff and easy, easy. everything all in there yeah. together. But uh, yeah, so we'll have mini-sodes and our monthly or in our bonus episode, all that good stuff. Yeah, full-length bonus episode and then the monthly meetup. Uh, oh, yeah, that, that was, was so really fun. That was really sweet. Yeah, so yeah. people who can't, yeah, because we haven't talked about that yet. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, so that was really great. Um, and it was funny because it was like, I kind of said when we first got on there, it's like, <clears throat> I almost didn't know how to how to start or what it should look like because it's so weird to me to think that anybody even like wants to talk to us yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm right. like, what do you want from me? Because I don't and I don't know. But no, it was um, like uh But it actually ended up just kind of feeling really like we were just like a group of friends, just kind of like and I'm sure hanging out pandemic style, you know? Yeah, just zooming in. It was a <clears> zoom <throat> call and um it was the the 40 minute we took the full 40 minutes that zoom allows on the yeah. intro plan, whatever, which I do think that we'll go ahead and sign yeah, up I so that so. I would like for those hangouts to be like an hour, be an hour long. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but 
yeah, so we'll have that set up for the next one. Yeah. But yeah. Well, then if we're going to stop this here, yeah. um, we'll roll into the the stumble out that we always do every time. Yeah. Come join us on Patreon. <laughs> um, just be on the lookout for the Christmas uh, ornament thing <coughs> that we're going to do. Yeah. I'll have that address. I mean, Lord willing, I'll have it up um, by the end of the week. Yeah. Because so yeah. we want to can... give people a few weeks still to be able to send stuff in. We don't want to be, <coughs> be rushing it. So yeah. Follow us on social, all the things. Yes. Yeah. If you haven't joined the Facebook group, we just crossed the the 600 mark today. Um, So that's exciting and cool. And everybody's great in there. So please join that if you're not in there yet. It's just um, Broken Youth Club uh, on Facebook. Um, Mm -hmm. If you have a story you'd like to write in, uh, you can do that at mylife at brokenyouthclub.com. As of this recording, there are a handful in there I still need to get to, but- I'm gonna get to them. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Um, and then we don't have to say that every time. I, I think people know. I think people know. Yeah, I'm trying. I just I don't spurts. ever want people to think that I'm like not. I'm trying. Okay. Yeah. Just damn. Sometimes it's like a real fucking battlefield up you here. Get to them. We get um, to them. So yeah. And then oh, um, the other thing, we are so close to a hundred reviews on Apple. Oh, um we? yeah we're like i think the last time i checked we were at 90 oh um we are um in the 70s on spotify dude it'd be so sick if we could get to 100 um on either one of those so if you have not left a review yet um and you like the show please uh leave a five-star review on whatever you're listening on mm-hmm. if you don't like the show don't do that just keep it moving that's <laughs> fine thank you for trying it i'm sure you'll find something else you love yeah um but yeah, we're just so thankful for uh, all of the people that have left reviews up to this point. Y'all are so sweet. Um, you don't have to write anything if you don't want to or don't have the time to. Um, but those reviews do mean a lot. And uh, we are going to have, um, we're going to do like a little PR push uh, in the background. And so those things just kind of help with all of that. Yeah, so, sure. so yeah. Yep. Anything I missed? No, I think you actually, we actually oh my covered God. all of it. Knocked it out. Yeah. Okay, great. I hope you guys have a great Halloween yeah. tonight. Uh, if you've got a party, uh, party responsibly. Send us some pictures too. I wish that I could go to a party, but we got these damn kids and it's on a Tuesday. So, you know, what yeah. are you going to do? But um, but yeah, I hope you guys have a great time. We would love to see everybody's costumes. That is so fun. Yeah, drop them in the, cl- in the uh, Facebook group. Yes. And um, yeah. We'll see you next week. I think that's it. (laughs) Cool. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye.